What's up, you rebel-minded freaks? This is where we question everything and provoke the normality of the world, all in an effort to face ourselves and become better humans. That's what it takes to be rebel-minded. You in? Let's do this. Here we are, guys. Here we are. I've noticed, you know, it's it's past half the year, right? It's on the tail end of another year closing. And it's been fast. It's been fast. I, I have yet, I think, to actually talk about anything directly related to COVID. But I think it, it's almost sped up the process. You know, everybody's a little frantic. Everybody's trying to adapt. Everybody's... Um, looking into what the perspective is and what they're going to do about it. And uh, I think it's just gotten a little crazy, carried away, you know. I think um, in the time when we, I, was supposed to be kind of settling in and, and slowing things down and trying to be present which is also something I preach, I haven't. We haven't. Maybe maybe all of us haven't. Um, maybe some of us have. You know, I'm, I can't speak for everybody. But um, it's made me think a lot. And welcome back to the Rebel Minded Podcast. It's, it's good to see you again. Or it's, <laughs> it's good to think that you're out there. So I hope, I hope that's enough. Um, and thank you for being out there. I, I like that you guys are listening. I like that I have somebody to speak to. Um, and this last week I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson and Alan Watts, and those guys always get me to think pretty deeply about my purpose and what I'm doing and what it takes to fulfill and and to live really you know it it always makes me think how am I supposed to be living so I told you guys about this balance study and it's ready and I hope that you're ready it gave me a lot to think about and it I think it pushed me closer to my own purpose and the reason that I think that I'm here and I really deep down hope that it benefits people to some point and it was the balance study and the what I was doing with that is trying to figure out what it was that would help men become better you know to, to pull us out of our funk to make us better for our spouses and our and our businesses and our friends and our families and you know it's it's become a big thing to me it, it's this frustrating but optimistic thing that I can't really let go of and I've thought I needed to a couple times a, a couple times I was like thinking it wasn't my realm you know, it wasn't my place. 
but the more I dig into it and the more I find confidence in myself, the more I think this is somewhere I'm supposed to be, or at least it's some detour that's supposed to lead me to something greater. So I didn't give it to you last week like I was supposed to, but I hope that you can give me grace because it came together very well this last week. And, you know, let's just jump the fuck right in. I'm your host, Zach Henson, the Creed Soldier. And I bring to you the balance study. How have you guys been this last week? Tell me. Tell me. Um, I've been really working hard because I'm supposed to be taking off in less than a week to go to Seattle and to meet someone. And it's going to be interesting and it's going to be fun. And I'm excited about it. Um, but I, I honestly think uh, the week before has been preparing me, uh, challenging me. It's It's been interesting. But uh, seriously, guys, reflect back. You know, I think it's a superpower when we look back at our past, even if it's only like our last week, you know. Honestly, doing the podcast weekly has really helped me do that. I feel like it's because it forces me to give you guys some sort of feeling about how things have been how the world has been, how, how my world has been at least. Maybe not in detail, but at least my feelings to what has happened. And it forces me to reflect on how I'm doing and what I need to work on and what I should be proud of. Because I should be proud. We all should be proud of what we do. Because we are human and we could have been something completely different. We just happen to be born into a species that is intelligent and cognitive and overcoming. You know, we're, we're the dominant species, right? And I think in all of our frustration and things that we don't know, you know, not knowing the ends of the universe, whatever, I think that we really have to give grace to the fact that we're human, that we were something of the highest intelligence and to be able to feel and adapt and control our environment and our lives can we really ask for more so maybe this is just a moment of appreciation soak it in but like i was saying reflect on your last week it's an amazing practice and it's benefited me and i know it will benefit you Give yourself a minute. Don't just assume that you're fine. That's basically being flatlined. That's that's dead. Just like a heartbeat, we have a sine wave that goes up and down to create our beat. So what happened this last week? The good and the bad. It's constantly what I ask my clients too. So we move so fast sometimes. We become numb to our experiences, not even recognizing them or having an emotional sway from our experiences just because the pace. But this is what life is about. Feeling. Feeling is what it's about. Think about it. What are your most vivid and memorable experiences? They tend to be the ones with the most emotional impact. That severity in what makes us remember. The euphoric as well as the traumatic. 
And this is the awesomeness of life. So, how was your week? Most of the time, my fight is making sure that I don't numb out. And most of my creativity and whether that be for the podcast or my coaching or daily life things, it's a constant fight and a fighting for that, that balance. That numbing comes from the monotony of life, and it comes from ignoring our emotional expression. This is exactly why I've been pushing male balance. Too much time in our masculine, and we ignore the organics of being human. We are too far away from what attaches us to love and affection and compassion and empathy. And I'd like to reiterate the fact that I don't expect any man to give up their masculinity. It's not that at all. I think some men are thinking I'm trying to take away their ferocity or their effectiveness. Even when I've spoke of separating anger from aggression, I never meant that men can't be aggressive. It's how we use our aggression. We have to be aggressive in how we protect our families, in how we chase our goals, and how we make a stand in who we are. But you and I both know the dark sides of aggression. It shows its face all the time. A quote I posted from Jordan Peterson a few days ago was this. I quote, A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. To me, the control part is where we are at our best. This makes us amazing men. We are mindful of how we use ourselves and our basic masculine instincts. This idea of the balanced man is about us making us our best. And to be our best, I first need everyone to be open-minded to the fact that it takes a south and a north to create balance, a black and a white, and our best lies somewhere in the middle. A man left completely in his masculine, in the dark side of his balance, is malevolent. He is destructively aggressive. He is without compassion. He is all war and no peace. He is emotionless and unable to deeply love. A man left completely in the light side of his balance has no structure. He is too abstract to stay consistent. His emotions control him, and he sways to the bend and curves of those around him. He is loving, but dependent and desperate. He lacks direction and will not be able to give others protection and make them feel safe. So there is a space in the middle. We cannot be an extreme of either side. So we come to balance. And balance in my mind can do so much more for us than make us confident and mission-driven. It also makes us loving and supportive of other humans. I don't give a fuck what the men of the world will say. I say love makes the world revolve. Without it, we would have destroyed ourselves with violence and war long ago. Love is the sexy, smooth peanut butter that holds all this shit together. So don't argue with the man that loves peanut butter. And don't argue with the man that loves love. This study brought together more than I expected it would. One of my biggest discoveries? Men aren't so much at fault as we may think. We have to pay attention to how boys came to be men. And women aren't so innocent as we think either. Now, I'm not attacking women. What I am saying, though, is that in all of the destruction that I've seen men do, and all of the suffering women have gone through because of it, I myself became a very big advocate of women. 
I want to make sure that the men are being their best and connect with women on a deeper level. What I've picked up on, though, is that in the frustration with men, women have also become hurt and have become critical of what men are capable of. They are giving less chances for us to prove ourselves as the partners they need. They've been forced into thinking the space we need will make a difference in our progress. They're losing faith that men can. As we move through what I found in this study, you can make calls for yourself. My perspective is my own, but the best we will get out of this is when we decide to be open-minded about not just the data, but the fact that people's experience makes a difference. And the male to female perspective tends to be far, far different. And it's knowing that we both have completely different challenges in ways that we grew up to be the humans that we are. Now, before I jump in, I do want to make a note. I want to take note that these are very broad questions that I asked. These are not meant to describe every man or to acknowledge that men are all the same in the way that they act, think, or present themselves. This study and work was built to find answers to find what troubles men are having, as well as what we can do about it with a bit of information gained from each sex. My intention is to assess and move forward with this information, to dial in on the struggles we are having and the sometimes huge gap between male and female language and help us communicate more seamlessly and help us become truly better men. Better men for ourselves, better men for our sons, and better men for the future. And this is no longer about the wrongdoing of men, but the support and aid to make them their best. I asked women a series of questions in this study. By series, I mean five. And even though there were differences in the responses, they were quite similar. And women have an amazing way of vocalizing with compassion and still being direct. I was pretty impressed. In a lot of ways, they made requests of what they needed without shaming men, but more in a way that was passionately asking why. Why were we not able to connect well and show up authentically? And man, the answers I got really hit my heart because it truly hit home for me. It gave me the ability to see where I was missing the mark and that I wasn't alone in this and that women were really putting effort out there to understand us. And to add to that, the real truth of the differences in our language came through. It made me realize the difficulty of understanding one another is a legit issue, and it's not easy to do. A real proof of that is that we, as most boys, were raised without emotional literacy. We were taught to not be emotional. In doing so, we never learned how to express them, understand them, and how to handle them in other people, majoritively the opposite sex. So we end up fucking up as adults, missing the mark for real deep connection in our friendships and our relationships, then figure out later in life that we've been doing it wrong and need to learn. But that's another story. But I hope that you can see the reset, what we have to do to recover, what we have to do to become the men we were supposed to. Some of this may hurt the men listening, but I want you to understand that I feel you. I've done all the things here too. I've fucked up the relationships. And it happens when we are really trying our best. So I challenge you to pay attention to where you're triggered and lean into that. Start asking why. So if you're ready, here we go. The questions I asked of the women were this. Question one. What are men not doing? One word. 
oblivious. Women tend to have a real depth of understanding and communication, and they see more of what is happening in our interactions. They know how to stay in the ring and take the punches. The problem with most of us men instinctively is that we are trying to find our way out of that ring, whether that's by winning or losing, although we don't see how we're losing. We lack the endurance and skill to make a boxing match into a worthy one. Women aren't in it for the fight. They're in it for the intimacy and vulnerability of you. So what women are vocalizing the most here is that in our communication, we are missing presence. It's truly harder than fuck when all we're trying to do is get out. We can't be there and we can't supply that intimacy and vulnerability that they're looking for. In our presence, we need to do two things. We need to become vulnerable and we need to stop deflecting. Stop trying to find your way out. Stick in it. The appreciation and love she'll give to you just for this effort will be mind-blowing. The biggest golden words here were picked up as active listening, overly proud, lack of communication, self-acceptance or lack thereof, not accepting her own worth, lack of curiosity in listening. Question two, what can you see men suppressing? You know why it's called women's intuition? Because intuition is a feminine energy, and most of them have been living it. Listening to our hearts and our souls is a fucking skill. And guess what? You can have a male intuition. You just have to step into your feminine energy. One most of us men have fallen out of touch with. Women hit the nail on the head with this one. They told me that they sensed that we are suppressing everything that makes us feel weak and unworthy. The paradox? These are the things they want to hear about. Things that make us human. Things that are an actual strength and things that will make them feel heard and relatable. They will love you more when you are capable of being able to express what makes you feel weak. The things that men may shame you for are all the things that women will actually love you for. Tell them all the things. When you hold all of this stuff back, she not only sees your fear to be real, she also sees that you are not trusting her. So she will lose her trust in you. Men are protecting themselves. They are hiding trauma and amplifying their masculine in order to cover up their shame. Women, see it. You are holding up a mask and she sees straight through it. The biggest words here that ladies were saying were suppressed were emotion, grief, trauma, weakness, wounds, a suppressed core, and insecurity. Question three, what are you needing most from men? Simply put, I guess, showing the fuck up. Just showing up. But I want to emphasize this. It may not be what you think it is. The way you may be showing up could be completely off. She needs you to show up as a human. She needs you to show up as fully capable, but present as a human being. And being physically present is not what that means. To clear this up, showing up doesn't mean just being next to her. It means feeling her and her feeling you. Showing up doesn't mean providing essentials for survival and showering her with gifts. It means providing space. It means providing emotional support. It means providing the wall she needs to break against and the embrace she needs when she can't handle life. She needs your mental and emotional strength. 
not just your physical strength. The request is for men to show up without fear of hurting them. Women are stronger than we believe they are. They can handle truth. They can handle pain. They can handle disappointment. In a lot of ways, far better than we can. Because us men tend to stay so far away from these things, we have no resilience. We a lot of times are so focused on our external resilience, we don't realize how much we've ignored our internal resilience. And they need us to be consistent. They need to know that they can show up as themselves and know you will still love and support them. There is no better trust building. They don't need you to be a hero for them as much as they need you to respect them as an equal. Know that they can handle problems and you just need to be there to hurt with them and show that you are there to have their back in all of their life challenges. Golden words here and what they need. Acknowledgement, intimacy, respect, safe support, validation, mutual honesty, real intention, and feeling heard. Question four, what do men look like stepping up? This was my favorite question, especially for the women. It really gave power and insight to what us men are capable of. We men are so able. It's fucking empowering here. And women so want us to be these things. What do us men look like? Believe it or not, they don't need a god. They need a man. And this is how they described it. There is a strong request for men to have a solid foundation in integrity and true depth. They ask men to see their worth, not just as a woman, but as a person. To see their power, and they want men to see their own worth. Their worth in not just being providers and protectors, but to be real emotional and vulnerable partners. Women were very strong in saying that they just want men to validate them and their experiences and how they feel. Men have a knack for invalidating and diminishing what women feel and experience. They want to be seen as equals and understood, not as a weaker sex to be protected and answered for. The most popular mentions here, women ask to be seen as competent and capable. They see the ideal man being curious and attentive, intentionally interested, to have willingness, for men to be internally strong and confident, to see partnership devoid of power differences, to be full of compassion, transparency, authenticity, civility, humor, and know how to also see other men as equals, not as opponents. Women want layered men. Question five, what do you still not understand about men? I think that this is the proof that language is just different between the sexes in a lot of ways, and that we process those languages differently. We truly cannot expect the opposite sex to take what we say as we would our own same-sex friends and family would. What we would expect to be helpful and supportive as men to other men is not the way to be helpful to women. And the same goes for women. Just because women see more doesn't mean they can also be helpful and supportive in the way that they would to women. We have to approach each other differently, and we truly need to understand the other's language to truly give them what they need. The questions here are what show that women are invested in understanding more about us men. So it's our job to meet them in the middle of the table and fight for our relationships. Women are lost in understanding where men stand. So where do we place ourselves in the world and in our relationships? They want to know why us men are not presenting ourselves in equality in our conversations. 
why we are seeing women as opponents rather than allies. They are misunderstanding why there is so much abrasion and battle in our communication with them, why there always seems to be a power struggle, and why we disallow so much depth when we talk to them. And this is my possible verdict. It may be that it is all based around bad communication and how it gives proof to men's own inabilities. It seems women are seeing where we are masking ourselves and unwilling to release ourselves from a hole that we are actually aware of all because of our fear and our pride to leave. There's a lot here to soak in. The men here may feel overwhelmed, but I want to console you a little. I have personally been working with so much of this internally myself. This work is hard as fuck, to be honest, but I really think it's only because we were never taught the right way. We were never taught emotional literacy or intelligence, and because of that isolation from what we need, we have been horribly conditioned to live without it. We are avoidant of what makes us hurt and what we don't understand, and it has made great communication with our partners and lovers and friends very difficult. But I promise you, women don't expect you to be at all. It's just not like that. The real joke here is that we actually get to let go of so many things that aren't even fair to be asked of us men. As lustful as it may be, the image of being bulletproof and perfect and never weak and flawless is a bullshit imagery that society put on us that plays off of our biological instinct to challenge and overcome. It has created an inflated fake idea of what man is supposed to be and our lives will be nothing but stress if we can't disconnect from that image it's not what women want to believe or not they want strong men but not rocks they want wise men but not all-knowing they want confident men but not flawless ones as i said in the beginning i don't want to steal your masculinity i actually want to help you strengthen it and to do that we have to find out what true masculinity is and learn to invite in femininity as well in order to be full, in order to be balanced and fill the world with the best version of us. This shit is not easy, and I know it's hard to understand a lot of this, but if your communication with her is frustrating and overwhelming, then it ties deeply into what we as men don't yet understand about ourselves. Reach out to me if you're ready to truly step up your game and find this empowering balance. I'm here for you. We can fucking do this, gentlemen. And in this next episode of the Rebel-Minded Podcast, we'll go over phase two of this study after interviewing some amazing men. The summary of it is very welcoming and humanizing. I'll see you on the other side. Stay rebel-minded, my friends. All right, guys. If you're here then you have some sort of connection or curiosity of what goes on. So from the bottom of my little hamster heart, thank you. Even through a mic, that's what we call connection. And my life always gets better and more clear with all the souls that I get to connect with. If you like what you're hearing, or you want to share your story with me and the podcast, which I would absolutely love, write in. Send me an email or send me a text. You can contact me through IG as Creed Soldier or email me at Zachary at ChaosCreed.com. That's Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y at K-H-A-O-S-K-R-E-E-D.com. And of course, if you're up to the challenge and curious about really speeding up your self-development and your potential and getting committed to bettering yourself, 
send me a notification with getting rebel-minded in the title. Even if all you need is that confidential space to talk, I'm here to give that to you. Share, like, and follow the podcast if it means something to you. Then you'll know when every new episode and interview has been published. I've always got more good things coming.